Welcome to Run With It, Canada's running fitness and health program. On this month's episode, I was in conversation with Dr. Bob Wild about running injury prevention tips. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's go to our Doctor's Corner segment. Check this out. Joining me on Doctor's Corner is Dr. Lucas McMillan. He is a naturopathic physician and clinic director of the Delbrook Integrative Medical Clinic. And Christine Rutherford has over 30 years experience in the fitness and health industry. She's a certified personal trainer and lifestyle fitness coach. And they're back on Doctor's Corner to talk about supplements and nutrients. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Yes. And you are part of the team now, Christine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I'm really enjoying it. Um, It's just getting more and more involved and I'm learning and I, I, I'm sure Dr. Lucas is learning too. And it's just being able to reach more people and be more effective with what our programs are offering each of us individually. So it's really exciting. It's nervous and exciting and fun all at the same time. I'm loving it. So, and thank you to Dr. Lucas for bringing me into the team and, uh, Absolute pleasure. Yeah, we're excited to, to see where this goes and see how we can all work together. Um, we're all really good at something. And if we can work together, we can offer many more really good things, really help our people get to where they want to go. So thank you for joining us. I, yeah, good things ahead. Thank you. So the, the first question, we're going to talk about supplements, um, vitamins, but why should someone consider taking supplements? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. And supplements really are something that we can take to try to create some type of change. Typically, if everything is going perfectly, if we have everything that we need in our body, supplements are really the direction we're going to go. But if we have a goal, let's say we want to maximize our nutrition, let's say we want to build muscle, let's say we want to actually change the way we feel, like if our energy is lower, our digestion isn't quite working, supplements are one of the many tools that we can use to really create some change in those aspects. Yeah, so it's, it's um, but if you're eating healthy and, and, and you're not physically active, do you still take vitamins or a multivitamin? Yeah. So what I find with a lot of my clients is that they come to me and I put them on a certain program and to get them more healthy, A, our foods tend to be so depleted and people are not as aware as they need to be on the foods that they're eating, you know, uh, the, the, what's in them and where they're coming from is so important. And then to, to say that, for instance, you know, to get the lycopene out of tomatoes, you have to eat like a couple pounds of tomatoes a day. And who in their right mind is going to eat that amount of, you know, pounds of tomatoes. And that's providing that the tomato has that lycopene, it's grown in the soil that can feed it that nutrient. Or as far as everything else goes in our foods, like our foods are so depleted um, nowadays that it's really hard to, to get the proper nutrition out of our foods. So when I'm putting clients on dietary suggestions and saying, you know, you should be eating this and you should be eating that, then they're usually lacking in a a vitamin and nutrient mineral of some sort over on the other side, the flip side to it. So what I find is, you know, I 
suggest to them, look, maybe you should take a, a multivitam during this term. And then until we find out exactly more exactly what you need, then we can um, put those into your dietary um, repertoire as you're going through this term. So I don't believe that it's something maybe that you should just take a blanket, uh, multivitamin. I mean, I don't think it can hurt, but at the same time, I don't think you should stay indefinitely on a multivitamin and then, you know, take five other multivitamin or vitamins and minerals beside it. When you can find out more directly, you know, what does your body need? What is it lacking from the food you're eating? And then what does it need for, say you need more energy, like Dr. Lucas suggested earlier, you know, more energy, or you're doing something and changing your body into better health, or maybe you're focused on better nutrition in your body. And that, that's what I usually suggest to them. But what I find is they go out to places like the drugstore, not that it's bad, but it's just they go out to any place where they can get the cheapest vitamin. And then they're still not getting what they need out of that vitamin because they need something that's a little more. If you're going to go through the testing and you're going to go through the um, lengths of putting your body back into balance or gaining muscle or, you know, better nutrition, then you, you might want to look at the quality of the nutrients that you're putting in just as much as you're putting the quality of your food in. So quality versus quantity sometimes is the better option. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, it's a a great um, explanation of how we shouldn't just be on things just to be on them. Um, the idea of being on a multivitamin, it's kind of a catch-all, and a lot of people feel that I'm on a multivitamin, all my bases are covered, I'm good. Um, that might be the case. There are some people that really feel quite good and that do quite well with that. But like you said, mm -hmm. one, not all multivitamins are the same. Uh, they can have very different mixtures with very different things in them. Uh, two, sometimes there's things in the multivitamin we don't want. Uh, some multivitamins have iron in them, and if we test iron levels, find they're high, the last thing we want is to put more iron into them through something like a multivitamin that they might take every day. Sometimes I've seen multivitamins taken three or four times a day, which is relatively aggressive in my eyes. So, <laughs> yeah, being aware, there's, there's definitely more to it, more things to be aware of, and that like that highly tuned race car, we don't want to put the lowest end fuel in we possibly can just to get it to cross the finish line. If our goal is to feel good, we want to perform, we want to actually get to where we're going and do it comfortably and happily and easily, the, probably the best way we could do that is to put the right kind of fuel in for the kind of car it is. And newsflash, we're driving some pretty fancy cars here. These machines that we're operating day by day are quite amazing. They really, really are. And they, they'll let us get away with quite a bit. If we want to feel our best and act our best, it's probably worth getting something that is at least not the bottom shelf, bottom of the line, cheapest thing we can possibly find. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I do make a few suggestions to some people. I mean, one of my favorites at this time is AOR. And I just love the fact that they use quality, um, you know, quality products and they do a lot of testing with their products and it's scientifically tested and so on and so forth. So I, I really look for those kind of things in, in uh, um, vitamins, minerals and nutrients when I'm looking at it. Another one that I really like is PVL. Um, 
because they use such a quality product and they have a specific line that they're using for athletes in particular. And I find it really works and it's been around for quite years and I like local <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> so that's another good thing. But I mean, those are some of the things that I look for when I'm suggesting um, vitamins and, and supplements. Yeah. Well, it improves your quality of life taking um, vitamins, multi, a multi supplement, but what are some of the symptoms, um, that you would tell that you were lacking like an iron or, or calcium? Yeah, there's, there's many ways to assess that. There's a lot of, um, different perspectives we can take. We're trying to find what is right for your body. Um, I think in the end, the number one thing that it usually comes down to is some kind of experimentation. I think a lot of people have either tried quite a bit and they have a sense of what works for their body or what doesn't, because sometimes that supplement that looks perfect really doesn't mesh well with the body. And we don't always know why. Sometimes it's just something internal, just for whatever reason, does not like that product. But paying attention to what feels good, paying attention to what doesn't feel good is always a starting place and not being afraid to ask around to understand, especially from some kind of qualified advice as to what's safe and what's okay, but some experimentation to actually see. So if we have a problem, usually when I'm prescribing or recommending something, it's based on a goal. So let's say the energy is low. Let's say somebody wants to lose weight. Let's say their knee hurts or they're having digestive problems or whatever it might be. There's really a quite a big range. It might bring somebody in to ask questions about things like supplements. Depending on what the problem we see, we might recommend different supplements. So some easy examples off the top of my head. If we have somebody who's over 50 or 60 years old, their energy is a little bit low. B12 is a really common recommendation that I might have because it is common for those to be quite a bit lower in those populations. And it's also common for people to feel better when they try it. Um, very much my experience has been it's a positive thing. If somebody's on the vegan or a vegetarian kind of dietary spectrum, they're a little bit more likely to need those foods because we're less likely to find them on non-vegan vegetarian options. Or we're less likely to find them in the vegan arena of food choices. So um, those are kind of the, the starting points. And it's just a general recommendation. I think that's an awesome place to keep in mind, an awesome place to, to try yourself. But we can't actually test for many of the nutrients. We can't test for every single one without spending an exorbitant amount of money. But uh, we can test quite easily for iron. We have okay tests for things like magnesium, okay tests for things like B12. Uh, we can test zinc levels in the blood. So we, we have a number of nutrients that we can pick off and we can use them as surrogate markers to try to understand where the general nutritional sphere possibly is. We can build from there. Um, the most common approach that we take though is, well, these are the things that we think either based on your diet or based on your symptoms you're low in, we'll trial those because oftentimes trialing the nutrients is cheaper than going through the tests. But in a perfect world, I'd probably test more people and dive deeper in because we can identify things. We can actually really point out and say, there's a really high, high probability this is contributing to your problem because we see that the levels are low and you have symptoms that relate to that. Mm -hmm. I, I find also going back to when you were noting the B12, there's, I, I mean, I come see you for my B12 shots periodically. And then at the same time, I take a, a B12, according to my DNA test, I take the methylcobalamin mix. So um, 
when I do that, though, I find that I'm still in the interim, sometimes I'm still feeling a little bit depleted. Whereas when I come see you and I do any of the injectable B12s, then that kind of just boosts it back up to where it needs to be, especially on season change, or I've had a lot of um, long nights and, and you know, long days and, and less sleep and things like that, you know, or I haven't been able to eat on on track as good as I would normally, things like that. Joining me is Dr. Bob Wild, known as Dr. Bob, who is a respected sports podiatrist and radio host of The Sports Doctor. He's back on the show for The Sports Doctor is in segment, and he's going to be talking about preventing overuse injuries in runners. Welcome back, Dr. Bob. Hi, Christine. Happy holidays to everybody. It's always be, uh, great to be back with you. Yes. You know, when we talk about preventing overuse injuries in runners, Runners always get injured, right? I mean, it's it's sort of like it's going to happen, well, right? Well, it, it probably 50% of people who run have dealt with injuries at one time or another. Um, overuse injuries are, are one of the most common. It's not like somebody um, had an acute injury, like they stepped in a hole and they sprained an ankle. We would call that an acute injury that just happened. Overuse, a lot of times we see we can't quite put our finger on when it started. And it usually involves just too much, being too aggressive, uh, maybe being even too often. And probably 50% of the running population is susceptible to that. So what we're trying to do is um, uh, do the best we can to give some hints to try to uh, stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, when you think about it, it could be like not wearing the proper shoes or orthotics or not following the right running program. All of those things are very, very pertinent. Some keys are to understand, number one, your own history. Do you have a history of trouble, problems? You know, I've always had plantar fasciitis. You know, I've been susceptible to shin splints. You know, I've had runner's knee, et cetera, et cetera, as examples. If you have that history, then you really want to pay attention to seeing whether it's sports podiatry, physical therapy, to try to get a screening to see what are some of the causes? Uh, do you have pronated flat feet? Do you have one leg longer than another? Do you have very high rigid arches? So getting your history and paying attention to that is very, very important. Absolutely what you just mentioned also, Christine, um, you know, choosing the right shoe sometimes, sometimes is, uh, can be so confusing. They change styles all the time. Uh, one of the rules I like is absolutely to be fit properly for your running shoes. It's amazing, but over 40% of people, including athletes, are not fit properly. Many times it's width-oriented. So don't assume what your size is. Be fit uh, properly. If you have a history, a good history with shoes that have worked well for you, then stick with it. You don't necessarily have to experience. It's like new cars every year. Everything changes all the time. And people can get very, very confused when it comes to, you know, which particular uh, uh, running shoe, especially over this past at least decade, we've been dealing with less is better. Let's get a lighter shoe. Gee, I'm going to run barefoot. Gee, you know, I'm going to try to get less is better. And it's probably caused more trouble than it's prevented. So we want to pay 
a big attention to shoes. And you also want to be cognizant, Christine, of how the running program, your um, specific um, uh, consistency, do you run twice a week? Do you run every day? Do you run how many miles? How has that worked for you? All the things go into paying attention to try and do the two things everybody cares about. And number one is to try to prevent injuries. Can I stay out of trouble as a runner? And number two is when you're interested, can we enhance performance? Can I improve my um, uh, times in the 5K, 10K, marathons, uh, et cetera? So these are some of the basics that we really want to be paying attention to. If you're a runner, include podiatry on your team of doctors who could really give you good insight. Are you a great candidate for orthotics? Great question. It's hard to answer that unless you have a foot expert paying attention to you. So uh, uh, these are the things, good physical therapist also, because now that we've convinced runners, Christine, over the past 20 years to include strength training, this was a tough sell years ago. You wanna be a better runner? Run more miles, do more running. Uh, I don't want to be a weightlifter. It makes me too stiff, too tight, etc. All these myths that it took years to break down, where now we could say, if you want to be a consistent runner, you need to strength train. You have to strengthen your feet and ankles. You could choose a weight program. You could have a stretching program. You could do Pilates. You could do yoga. But you want to include strength training uh, as one of the best ways to stay out of trouble. We want to emphasize that also. Yeah. So cross training, as I said, you know, doing a bit of, you know, maybe trying a new activity, but I was going to ask you about alignment. Um, sometimes we are out of alignment because maybe we're not running, like we're running always on pavement instead of changing it up, like running on trail, running on pavement, running on grass. Like, could that be, preventing an overuse injury as well? Oh, yes. The, the, you know, alignment, how, you know, how good a foundation do you have? 80% of our population, we could nitpick some sort of imbalance. Running is unique. One foot in front of the other, same foot position, same body position, pounding these areas consistently. So many times we see that just understanding that we have so much sameness in running is one of our biggest reasons for cross training. You know, I used to say with colleagues, Christine, that the injured runners invented the triathlon <laughs> where they could include swimming and biking as part of the activity when they couldn't run because they were injured. I'm sure it's a semi-myth, but you get the gist of, of what I'm saying. Uh, the idea again of whether somebody is cross training with weights whether they're cross-training with a, a biking inclusion or a swimming program, uh, you know, the, the running is unique. If I watch you walk, if we look at your footprints walking on the sand, you will notice there is a distance between your feet and you might be in-toed, you might be straight-toed, you might be out-toed. If you run, one foot is in front of the other in almost a straight line, and this increases the mechanical stresses on the lower extremity. So again, we see lots of sameness. Now, when you add surfaces, asphalt is by far 
superior to running. Concrete's the worst. Concrete um, has zero shock absorption. Asphalt has some cushiness to it. Of course, running on the grass, if you can be confident that the uh, ground is not uneven, et cetera, is also an excellent uh, surface. Um, if someone's running on a track the same direction all the time, then they've got some mechanical stress. So we tell them, hey, change direction. And all of these things can have something to do with our alignment, including, Christine, not unusual, Somebody has a slight leg length difference, eighth inch, quarter inch. So sometimes we absolutely include chiropractic or physical therapy in screening. You know, again, uh, having an expert look at you, watching you walk, watching you balance on one foot, looking at your foot structure, paying attention to these alignment factors. Uh, and the more serious you are as a runner, the more serious this becomes to try to stay out of trouble. Yeah, staying out of trouble is the key. And <laughs> Dr. Yes. Bob, um, for more information, where can they go? Like, um, listen to your show. Yes, my show is live every Wednesday, 3 o'clock Central Standard Time in the United States on BBS Radio. If people go to my website, Christine, sportsdoctorradio.com, they go over to radio shows. They can go back years over shows. They can hear you four or five times. In the past, you're going to be joining me for my first show on, on the new year on January 5th. Also on the website, they can go to my um, um, a Twitter as well as LinkedIn. We have tens of thousands of followers. We have a lot of important information, again, to try to do the two things everybody cares about, prevent injuries, enhance performance. Yeah. Be smart. And uh, uh, so, yes, they could find out all their information about my book, which is more important now than ever. Hashtag, hey, sports parents, all you sports parents out there, stop being such a critic. Right, Christine? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Bob. I like, and we'll do this again next month. And happy Absolutely. Holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you, Christine. It's always a pleasure. The sports doctor's in. Thanks for watching. If you have a question or comment about today's episode, go to our website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it. Run with it is sponsored by the BC Sports Hall of Fame, Mallory's Fashion Network, and the Delbrook Integrative Medical Center.